If we were to accept that our world had been visited by beings from outside our solar system, then we must ponder the question, how long has it been going on? We generally think of the UFO phenomena as being an aspect of the modern era. But is this really the case in fact? If we look back through history, we find many examples of people having experiences that we could liken to that of a UFO encounter. If it happened today, even for the most committed skeptic about UFOs, it's interesting to question why humans from across the world have reported encounters with flying objects and their occupants throughout recorded history. Possibly one of the earliest recorded sightings of flying craft and their occupants comes from a staggering 6,000 years ago in ancient India. The Vedas is a large collection of religious texts originating in ancient India and written in Vedic Sanskrit. Within the texts, as he passaged describing an event in which large flying craft visited the Indian continent known as the Vermona, they were described as being flying ships or floating palaces, and they played a key role in the texts. In 1933 Alberto Tully, a director of the Egyptian section of the Vatican Museum, was traveling around Cairo when he stumbled across a merchant selling what appeared to be an ancient papyrus, a type of thick paper that was used for writing and painting on. Examining it truly observed hieroglyphics, describing a mysterious event that occurred in 1140 BC in which a circle of fire was seen in the sky and which emitted a foul odor. According to the papyrus, this incident was the first of a wave of sightings that included circular objects that hovered in the sky. Thule's papyrus has been met with some skepticism since. He admits he could not afford it during his initial visit, and so made a copy. He attempted to return to purchase, and having acquired the funds, but was unable to find the merchant, and the original has never resurfaced, making it impossible to authenticate. This has LED some conspiracy theorists to suggest that the Catholic Church secretly acquired it, and are hiding it in the Vatican archives. However, it is hardly the only such evidence of disc-shaped objects in the sky from ancient history. The Italian peninsula found itself focus of numerous sightings of such objects. At the height of Rome's power in the centuries leading up to the recorded birth of Jesus Christ, at the time, Rome was the most powerful and sophisticated nation in Europe, North Africa and Western Asia, and so was best suited to recording such sightings. In 214 BC Roman historian Livy wrote about phantom ships gleaming in the sky, while Rome was undergoing a particularly harsh winter. The sightings coincided with other strange events recorded in and around Rome, including witnesses reporting white-robed men apparently observing Roman settlements from a distance away. The sun seemingly shrinking in the sky and at least two moons appearing in the sky one night in 100 BC the writer Julia subsequence began recording yet more sightings of disc-shaped objects in Roman skies. Nine years later, he brought up yet another sighting as the empire stirred on the eve of a major conflict. From this description we can infer that the object was powered since it had the ability to take off 
This also dismisses the possibility it was some kind of meteor crashing to Earth. We can also conclude that the object was solid, since Julia said that the disc-shaped craft obstructed the sun as it flew away. In the 20th and 21st centuries, flying saucers are so ingrained into popular culture thanks to books and movies that it would be easy for someone to convince themselves that they have seen one when there is more earthly explanation, or they may simply be fabricating it. So why then would a Roman writer who lived 2000 years ago find himself reporting on such a sighting? Many researchers have now come to the question whether a number of the accounts recorded in the Bible before and after the birth of Christ had some UFO connection. As there are numerous descriptions of encounters with objects and beings that bear striking similarities to modern UFO encounters. Understandably such encounters were interpreted as religious experiences, with the witnesses perceiving the beings and their craft as being angels or some other emissaries from the heavens. Consider this passage from the book of Ezekiel. In the Old Testament of the Bible, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. Within this description we can already see several hallmarks of a classic UFO encounter. The bright lights and the metallic structure of the craft as Ezekiel explains that the craft carried for humanoid beings. In appearance, the form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight. Their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. If someone were to report a similar incident today, then we would certainly classify it as a UFO encounter. As equal sighting could be interpreted as being very similar to a series of sightings of craft and beings during the 2007 Turkey UFO wave. Looking further, in the Book of Kings, the prophet Elijah's departure to heaven has been likened by UFO just to a UFO abduction. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both and cinder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. But perhaps even more compelling are the story of the watchers in the book of Daniel. Daniel talks of beings who descended from the heavens and decided to not only stay on earth, but marry humans and produce offspring known as Nephilims. It's interesting to note that the Bible primarily describes the watches as males and the humans as females who bear their children, because in modern ufology there have been claims made where human women have had their sexual organs harvested. Could this imply that humans have been used in some kind of research or even as part of a reproduction effort? With aliens for centuries it could certainly be interpreted this way. A handful of ufologists have controversially even suggested that, the most important story in the Christian Bible, that of the Nativity and the birth of Christ, had some extraterrestrial involvement, namely concerning the star that guided the shepherds and the three wise men to the stable where Jesus was born. The book of Matthew states after they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. 
The theory that some UFO researchers subscribe to is that Jesus was a product of alien experimentation, with humans with the Virgin Mary's immaculate conception being the result of an alien abduction. The UFO not then guided the three wise men and the shepherds to the barn where he was born, either deliberately or perhaps unintentionally. In the former case, it may have been an effort to draw attention on the baby, to perhaps protect it during its time on Earth. Or in the later case, they were simply observing the birth of their hybrid and this attracted the attention of both groups. Obviously, this is speculation by some UFO believers, and of course believers in Christ. Divinity would argue against such speculation. It does raise an interesting question, however, can you be a Christian and believe in UFOs at the same time? If you answer yes, then ask yourself can you be sure that aliens aren't included in at least some of the Bible's accounts for if God created man, then surely he created life elsewhere in this incredibly vast universe.